and we're live. Welcome to 10 Minute Tuesdays, the show where I, Rory Penrose, look into a range of topics that will hopefully assist you guys, as well as myself, in becoming healthier, happier and better at achieving our goals. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of 10 Minute Tuesdays. Today I'm joined with two guests for the first time on the show who are actually my parents Um, and today we're going to be talking about long-lasting and healthy relationships. So mum, dad, how are you? Good, yeah, pleased to be here, Roy, be on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Now I really wanted to have my parents on here today, not just because I think they're interesting people, but I also think that health, really healthy, strong relationships are hard to come by. And when I look around me, my parents probably have one of the strongest relationships I know. So today I wanted to question that, delve into that and see what we can all learn from it. So guys, my, my first question that I'd just like to talk about is how do you overcome past or present problems? Are there any strategies that you have? And if so, have these changed over time? Um, So thank you, Rory. I think in terms of strategies, um, patience with each other is really important. Discussing the problems, but probably more importantly, listening. I think that's um, something we've probably got better at over the years, actually listening to each other and understanding each other more. And what about you, Dad? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, um, we knew we were doing this podcast, so we spoke about a few things beforehand. I think the listening is something, it's really hard to, to listen well. I think actually focusing not on the division, but focus on maybe getting back to how you were and what you want and how you want the relationship to be. So the more you focus on the negative... Um, the harder it is, you know, the, the more you, you've actually got to focus on getting beyond that and getting back to getting the relationship so having, back to where you want it. So almost like having a primary intent to want to work through it. I think so, um, yeah. So you said, Mum, you mentioned patience. and Is that about giving time before you work through the problem? or Sometimes it can be. Um, so sometimes the best thing is not actually to be together. It might be to be apart and give each other time. a bit of space. And how do you recognise that? How do you recognise when your partner needs a bit of time before you go about solving the problem? Are there any tells or anything that you've learned over the years? I I think, um, I mean, generally we get on pretty well and we don't have many fallouts at all. We're quite lucky like that. But I think when you're being, you you can get a bit ratty with each other. Again, it doesn't happen very often, I don't think, with us, but... You know, if you generally, if the, if things are going in a negative direction, it's often good to have a bit of a break. Yeah, not, not I mean, just an hour or whatever, some time just to, you know, because life's quite stressful and it might not be personal. It might be just, you know, at times both of us have got jobs that can be a little bit stressful, mm. um, particularly mums. And, you know, that can, it can just be some sometimes that coming out or the same for me, so... I find sometimes, not with relationships, but just with life in general, that time can actually help me return to a more logical mindset. Yeah. In the moment, it's easy to <laughs> act through your like emotional brain or your chimp brain. 
It's like the red and red and blue reflection. Yeah. So you know, in the heat of the moment, you you're yeah exactly that. You're full of emotion, and then you you engage the more logical, rational side with time. Brilliant. So so yeah, to sum to to, to summarise that, just I guess the two most important things is being able to recognise that although there's an issue there, you both might need time first before you approach solving it mm-hmm. and then when you're solving it being able to listen and actually having that intent to want to work through the problem the, the two the two big things yeah um thank you I, I i wanted to start off with that because i think i see a lot of relationships especially with young people around me where that when problems arise people are ineffective at solving through them in a healthy way so that the relationship comes out back to where it was before or even better than it was before so I just think it's interesting speaking to people that do have a healthy relationship about how they go about it um, to try and draw meaning and, and learnings for us all about that. Uh, so my second question, and this is I'm going to start. I'm going to start asking you, Mum, is how do you express your love to one another? Um, well, I hope Dad would agree, but I would say um, definitely with affirmation. So I don't think there's a day goes by and I know it sounds cheesy but where we don't tell each other that we love each other certainly small acts of kindness does they don't have to be big grandiose gestures um but just something that as means that you've taken the time to just think about that person and actually a small act can have quite a big impact on someone's day so uh, definitely small acts of kindness I don't think we're not big on gifts and We've never been hugely into sort of material things, so that doesn't really feature for us. And I think, you know, it's quite easy for you to just go out and quickly buy something, but yeah. actually, you know, is there any real meaning or, or thoughtfulness behind yeah. that? Um, I don't know if I you think would if, agree. if we buy something, it tends to be, we'd rather have something that's thoughtful mm. and meaningful and often an experience or some, sometimes some stuff, things that we can share together as well. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, I 100% agree. Well, just to elaborate on that point, you talked about small acts of kindness. Can you give an example of what that might look like? Yeah, so I think it's fair to say that I'm a lark and your dad's definitely an owl. Um, so, By lark. As mean, in, I'm good at early mornings right. and dad's much better late at yeah, night. Okay. So, from that perspective, we make quite a good team. But so if things need sort of doing in the morning, so dad's not great. So before I go to work, I will have made sure I've made up his porridge and got the dog's food ready and the beds made and things that just make his start to the day a bit easier for him. Mm. But then the flip side of that is of an evening, I'm absolutely useless. So dad will have made sure everything's locked up, made me a packed lunch for the following day usually. Um, And, you know, small things like if it's freezing, put the electric blanket on for me. (laughs) And it's kind of, you do it without making a thing of it as well. You don't make a point of it, it just kind of goes, it just goes unnoticed. I mean, occasionally we might tease each other a little bit, but that's, again, teasing each other and having a bit of fun and a a laugh is really important too. But yeah, it kind of goes, it doesn't go unnoticed, but neither of us make a point of... So it seems like you're talking about doing small things that like, I mean they take a minute to prepare or a minute to do really small things but and all but almost in an altruistic sense you're not it's, it's a selfless act that you're not expect you're doing it not with an expectation that I'm one up that I'm going to get something back you're just doing it because 
you want to show that you love that person. But they also, doing things for other people, you, you get nourishment from, from that. You feel good so about yourself. Actually, really it's, it's really, it's known to be a really important thing to feel like you're, you're able to contribute and help and do things for other people. It's just human nature. So, I mean, it's not, we're not necessarily doing it for ourselves. It's doing it for each other, but you do get something back from it as well. So it's a win-win. Completely. Uh, my last question about that then is, what do you think makes, so for you it's affirmation and small acts of kindness, but for other people, you know, you talk about the love languages and it might be gifts, it might be positive communication, it might be touch, like it could be anything. Um, but what do you think makes expressing your love for each other regularly so important to a healthy relationship like your own? Can I, I mean, it's not thoughts? even something I particularly think about. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to speak for mum, but I, I imagine it might be the same. It's it's not something that I have to try to do. I mean, occasionally you you might be busy and a bit stressed, and you you forget, and you 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 know your performance drop, you know, your levels drop off a little bit. But you kind of just want to. If you're in a good relationship, you I think you'd want to do it. It's not it's not like a chore or a challenge to do. It's no, not really. Occasionally, it's a chore when. At nine thirty, we've forgotten that <laughs> somebody needs lunch the next day. But generally, it's just nice to do something for somebody. That's really interesting. I, I sort of sorry, I didn't. That was a bit of a loaded question. Like in my head, I was sort of expecting you to talk about feeling valued as, as like even subconsciously. Like I was, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I I don't know what I was expecting you to say. That's why I asked the question. But formulating that question in my own head and thinking about why. I'd want to express love to someone if I was in in a relationship. It'd be around feeling valued as a person. If there's one thing that I've learned about relationships, it is that people like to feel valued, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a family relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we definitely see ourselves as a team. And so if if you are in a team you've got to feel valued so I think that absolutely comes into play and I think obviously that sense of team has grown obviously as we've had a family as well um, and we absolutely acknowledge that we've got different strengths um, but I think that's part of the reason why we do have a successful relationship in that we acknowledge each other's strengths and their different strengths, but actually they, together that makes us a pretty pretty awesome team, I think. We've got some overlap, but we've also plugged some gaps between yeah, us. Absolutely. So not in a not in an annoying or different it's, it's actually interesting. Interesting. You know, being with someone that's not exactly the same as you. Yeah. So No, brilliant. That's very insightful. Thank you for for answering that. So I think the last thing that I just wanted to talk about uh, the question I, I sent you, I think, is has the nature of your relationship changed over the years? So just for perspective, you guys have been together since, was it a sick form? Like a long, like a, yeah. a while. 17, 18. So yeah. how many years so we've, is that now? So we've been married for 26, but we had been together for eight years before we got married. So, yeah. So I, I, the reason why this is interesting to me is because a common thing that I hear from people in relationships around me, especially people that have been in, well, we're young, but we perceive it for a while, like a year, two years, and they talk about their relationship feeling different or not the same as before. And I think a lot of people see that as an issue and a negative thing. But I wanted to ask, like, 
does it change and if so how do you adapt to make your relationship ever more positive if that makes sense that it takes yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely understand what you were talking about and people of your age and you know maybe a year down the line and it's not how it was I think in a relationship at the very beginning um, and by the very beginning I mean maybe the first few months maybe the first six months it's all very exciting and new and everything else and then <clears throat> and we probably had the same I, I would say and then you kind of settle down and it you know it becomes a little bit more um how can I put it um it's still it's not that it's not exciting but it's just it's slight probably slightly deeper and um, the relationship and I guess and you become accustomed to it it's not you like a, do. it's not a stimulus as it was before and and I but I don't I think at a, our core at the core I, I don't feel some elements of our relationship are different now to how it was maybe after a year or so no I don't I don't feel but but we bring with it now a lot more experience and a, a lot more understanding of each other yeah um and hopefully we've grown as individuals and we've kind of grown together as a, a pair and we, we you know we've worked at our relationship I think it doesn't feel like to be honest we've we've you know, it's been hard work but it's been enjoyable work so what do you think mum yeah, no, I would agree. I think also we've got better at understanding what energises each other, but also what saps us uh, of our energy. And so I think having that knowledge really helps in a relationship. Um, so, and I think you start to, as the relationship progresses, you start to understand each other's values. And I think if your values are aligned broadly, then... The, the relationship's probably in a good place um, and will probably do well. Yeah. I, I really like your theme that you've touched on. I think, Mum, you mentioned it as well, maybe a bit differently, is this idea of growing together, being as a team, but also being your like individual. And I think that's, I think that, that's a, one of the key things that I've realised by speaking to you. Being overly dependent on each other isn't actually a healthy thing. No, I would absolutely agree with that. And I think... Um, over the years we've we've got very similar interests but we've also got some different interests and we've supported each other in pursuing those interests and I think that absolutely helps in terms of making a relationship more interesting because they're going away doing something different and you want to hear about it and also just meaning that you have got some independence because you know we hope we have a very long and happy healthy life together who knows what's around the corner and you've got to be able to have something to fall back on absolutely i um, think it also gives you some reflection time as well it's mm -hmm. not like you don't you know if i've maybe i've been away with a couple of mates skiing or mum's been away walking with a friend um we've and we don't we've done a few trips and or, or maybe i'm just out playing sport or mum's out running with her friends it does give you it's almost like a meditative kind of reflection. You don't even need to know you're doing it, but as you arrive, you know, you come back with re-energised, I suppose, or with some energy, or and you appreciate what you've got maybe more sometimes when you step out of it. Talking about having time away is really interesting. Mm. And it it's like I think there's a there's an interesting quote. It's actually about economics and about how you make a good coveted. And how you make a good coveted is you make it hard to access, whether that's expensive or a really low supply and actually spend it seems like spending time away makes you more grateful and 
allows you to have reflection and realise how great your relationship is. It seems to me like people that do spend all their time together, couples that do spend, you know, every minute with each other, they they miss out on that opportunity. And then even if they're staying together, they're, they're almost in this numb state of not realising how amazing what they really have is. And it's also, it's unlikely that even in the best relationship, you're going to like absolutely everything it's the perfect. same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to hold the other person back either. You want to... Them to, to grow. To, to have the opportunity to pursue some things that that they want to pursue that maybe, you know, within, within reason, you know, depends yeah. what it is, of course. That's what but, it is. Um, I, I think you also put friendships at risk um, if you just stay in your little bubble. Um, and I think actually nurturing your friendships alongside your sort of love relationship is as, e- is, is as important um, for sort of general healthy relationships full stop. Um, so I think... I think having that time to nurture friendships outside of your own relationship is also really important. Thank you. I, so those are all the questions I actually had. Um, I really enjoyed hearing your thoughts on it. Is there anything else either of you just have that you want to say? Any tips, tricks? I really think what you said so far is very insightful and will help a lot of people listening. But if, if, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add in? Um, no, I think it's harder for you guys in the generations that you're that you're in because you have a social media pressure that we didn't have um, when we were your age, um, and I think it's easy to feel that you're not living a perfect life because there are lots of alternatives depicted on social media which which aren't perfect either, but. I think that perception's there and I think that makes it tougher for you guys. The key to having good relationships is to actually connect properly without all that digital background noise. Thank you. I, I mean, just to add to that, I, it's, it's along the same lines, but um, and I think social media and the sort of climate that we live in doesn't really help. I think it's the seven, seven Habits of Highly Effective People book that the guy says your relationship with somebody is... De- is strongly determined by your expectations of them. So it's not to say you should have low expectations, but, you know, if you go into, if, if you know, on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, whatever, you, you're seeing the, everyone's perfect life and you're expecting it to be like that, you might be setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. No. I think both very good, like, last points to leave everyone on. Um... So yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. I think we had a great conversation and there's lots of insight there and lots to take away for me, for other people my age. Uh, I'm very grateful that you came onto the show. Not, I didn't want to talk to you just because you're my parents. I do genuinely believe that you have one of the strongest, healthiest relationships that is there around me to see. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful that you're willing to give your time and come on the show. Uh, if you guys have any questions about relationships, feel free to send a message on Instagram at Ten Minute Tuesdays, and I will obviously talk to my parents and get their get their view on it. Other than that, uh, if you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to send it in. My main aim of the show is to provide as much value to you guys as possible, so please don't hesitate if you have anything to say or, or feedback on, and. I think, yeah, that's everything. I look forward to having you join me 
in two weeks' time for the next episode of 10 Minute Tuesdays.